So on this episode, we have Mr. Chris Law, Senior Branch Manager at Sajikor, leader at Holborn Spartans, and his most important title, father. Right? The most riveting part of this conversation, I would say, is, is his approach to limitlessness or about limitlessness. And I think for a, a lot of us, we need to hear this message, we need to absorb it, and we need to be proactive about it. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Million Dollar Convos podcast. We have a new location, um, courtesy of Aperion Studios. Thank you very much, guys, for offering the space to us. On this episode, you know, we have one of the few senior branch managers at Sachikor, the lead at Holborn Spartan, um, a mentor, and probably his most important title, a father. All right, we have Mr. Christopher Law on the show. Chris, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. All right, all right. Excellent, excellent. For a lot of people listening right now, they don't necessarily know who you are, um, as shocking as that has to believe. Um, but for those people that don't know who you are, who would you describe Christopher Laws on that first page of your autobiography? Hmm. That's an interesting question. Mm. Um, don't know where to start the answer, but somewhat, I would say. I don't know, maybe a paradox. A paradox? <laughs> no, man, you have to give me more than that, man. Give me maybe a paradox. Um, some form of poetry in motion, but, you know, mm. um, paradoxical in the sense that, you know, sometimes, even even down to um, what we spoke about on the street, you know, sometimes I'm corporate, sometimes I'm, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. in the streets, as we'd call it. Yeah, of, true. But, um, generally speaking, mm. what you see is what you get. Mm. Um, Try to be sincere, uh, you know. I have a, a blended family, um, mm. so you know. I do. I'm not one of those that have um, much kind of discrepancies mm. and discriminative kind of qualities and, and qualities. Mm. And, so, do you, do you do you think that that family base yeah. contributed heavily to that, or did you seek out that mentality yourself outside the bounds of that family? Both. Both. Both, yeah. Mm. Um, very solid and functional and traditional family structure. Mm. Um, sometimes mm. I refer to it as, you know, growing Brady Bunch style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just, um, you know, amazing family dynamic, you know, breakfast together, Sunday dinners together, all things family, you know. Mm. And, and I don't realistically have any big story to tell nobody either. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. have any rags to riches story yeah. personally. Yeah. And that kind of thing I do. I am part and parcel of that story, but right. not experiencing it for myself. That was an mm. upchain um, from me. So, you know, but the, the dynamic definitely starting from and laying the foundation family-wise, but then being somebody who, you know, would probably say worldly mm. and like to enjoy life and like to go do things for themselves and explore for themselves. Right. And, um, <coughs> You know, you tell me the fire got burned, but I forget the little burn. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I understand. <laughs> you know I understand what I'm going yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it's a blend of both a worldly mm -hmm. connection and development within me as yeah. well as that gravity of the foundation of family. Mm. You know? So tell me tell me about um, the, the upbringing and that shaping of your path into the insurance industry. Was it, let's say, in high school, mm -hmm. you know, if we're looking on Chris Law right now in high school, who who who? Do Furthest you thing from my mind. 
furthest thing from my mind. First of all, mm. nobody goes to high school or college saying that they're going to go and sell insurance. <laughs> right? That's the first thing. Right? And that's just a reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right? yeah. Um, but one could argue and joke and... I mean, not, not so much joke and say it's a family mm. business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know, mm. um, a lot of it certainly is in the bloodline. Uh, mm. I... <clears throat> The, the, the odd twist to the story is that I'm a trained and qualified commercial pilot. Um, mm. And it, it, you know, it's a hard decision turning your back on, on that. that you invested kind, you so know, much hours in it. That, that, mm. that kind of way. Um, but it's, it's something that I kind of came across, was convinced into at that little last stage of, of the piloting where I had a lot of time on my hands and I was just renting the plane to fly around and yeah. fly around and mm, stuff. So mm. I had a lot of time and energy on my hands. Right. And, and at the time, I kind of just got pulled into the industry and, mm-hmm. and fell in love with it. And I guess, you know, as I would cliche, so the rest is history. Right, right. So, <laughs> kind of thing, yeah. so that sounds like to me that you, you grab opportunities by, by the scruff of the neck very, very quickly and very effectively. Now, I don't know if that is all true mm-hmm. because um, although, you know, Sajikor has given you the opportunity to live a purposeful life, I think that purpose was in you from the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. All it did was kind of facilitate the direction and your own drive to succeed, mm-hmm. right? So. My question is, how, how important is it to kind of take advantage of opportunities in the moment? And conversely, how important is it to have patience when opportunity is knocking at your door? Um, Difficult, isn't it? Let me reverse the question a little bit. Let me take the second question first. First, okay. Right. Mm. Patience. Mm. As a businessman, I don't believe in patience. Okay. Right? There's tact. Yes. Patience is stupid. Yes. Patience is a virtue and all of that. Right? That's when you're... The liberal That stuff. is when you're dealing with <laughs> children. That is yeah. when you're dealing with wife. That is when mm. you're dealing with emotion. Yeah. That is when you're dealing with those faculties of life. Yeah. When you're dealing with business, when you're dealing with opportunity, patience is not a virtue. Patience is your enemy. Yeah. Right? It's about tact. Sometimes within that tact, there's a waiting game. Yeah. But it's not patience. It's not patience. It is tactfully waiting as a hunter does. Mm. As a, any, any one of them that you were, they're good ones anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the tiger yeah, and yeah. the, you know, the that you refer, yeah. there is mm. always that stance of retreating. Waiting, right. To attack. To prone, yeah, right. To attack, so passive aggressive. So it's a passive aggression. Mm. It's not a patience. Mm. You know what I mean? And so it doesn't work for the business world mm. in its reality. So opportunity, I think, would be depicted and dictated mm. by <laughs> maybe how patient somebody is, mm. because the more patient you are, is the less tactful you are, right. and the less of a natural business person you, you are. are. You know, mm. so opportunities sometimes present itself once and will never present itself or show its head again. And I, and, and I think, um, just not to cut you, but I think that is spot on because right now, at this current moment in time, I find myself in that same decision, right? Where the opportunity is presenting itself right now. The window is closing. 
and I have to get through that window because mm -hmm. if I don't, I do not know if that opportunity will surface again. But everybody um, in school, you know, um, you know, people in master's degrees or whatever saying per patience is a virtue. Patience is a virtue, right? Mm -hmm. Those people who have been in their positions probably for 25 years, 30 years, right? Yeah. At some point in time, tactfulness was required within that 25-year period, is whether that's before or within, mm -hmm. right? So my, my question is, why is it being preached so, so hard? within our society Pages. why is it yeah why is it why is it such um, a again because we express through emotion mm. and so it's through that emotional expression that sometimes the context that even it's spoken mm. is sometimes misconstrued or sometimes leak or leaks over mm. into passages and channels that is not even that we fear to have. <laughs> you know what i mean again yeah. going back to the fact that we there are applications that patience matters right and there are applications where where even a desired effect does mm. not include patience mm. but to not be an arrogant human being you need to be patient for yeah. example you visit a hospital nobody wants to sit down and wait yeah. in line While nobody dying. i am the priority right. i am my own <clears throat> priority but mm -hmm. as a decent human being you have to be patient right that's applicable again realize there's emotions in that picture your reflex and your desire is not patient mm. you want to go to the front of the line mm. your emotional intelligence and the fact that there are other human beings included then puts you to a thoughtful element of your emotion that then goes to a second stage of thinking saying okay in context i need to be patient mm. And so, again, realize that it's tactfully applied mm. to be a decent human being. Right, right. Because outside of that, to be, I don't know if I'm allowed to go into indecent language, so I won't. <laughs> outside of that, the people have been a junk row. Yes, yes. You know? Yeah. So, it really is just a, a mm. decision of tact right. or not. So, I mean, right now, especially us youth um we call us the gen z's mm -hmm. right the impatient, the impatient ones, ones mm -hmm. right <laughs> you know speaking of tact and you know impatience and all that um yeah. you know but in all and all they say that youth is the future right mm -hmm. um you know while while maybe coming out of the grip of covid19 right mm -hmm. mildly i'd say mm -hmm. i think there's another epidemic in occurring in jamaica right now a lot of our greatest minds in Jamaica, our youth are saying that there are, no, there are no opportunities here. Let me give you some context. The other day I was speaking with a friend of mine and it was a youth that I thought that, you know, should be able to contribute net positively to Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And he called me and he said, yo bro, you know, say, I'm thinking about leaving. And that to me, I was like, oh, I was like, oh shit. Here I thought that, you know, this was a guy that, you know, would, would stay in Jamaica. I'm, I'm not mm, against, mm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mm. averse to opportunity. If you see opportunity right, abroad, right, you go and right, take it. Right. But I just thought that, you know, based on how the conversations were having before, right. he Somebody would have... that love him land or would have... Love him land and, and now to hear and him green, turn... And green grass. Right, and green, <laughs> and green grass. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to turn the conversation that way, I was like, oh, this is actually Surprising. real now, mm. right? So... An exodus of those minds are occurring right now. Going to America, going to Europe to further their studies, um, 
take advantage of opportunity, <coughs> right? The hardworking people. So, I mean, right now, do you think a greater emphasis needs to be placed on creating, creation of opportunity? Or do you think that we are a bit entitled and impatient? Hmm. All right, to be specific, the query is re-Jamaican. Re-Jamaican, re-Jamaican space, yes. All right, that's a, that's a two-sided sword. Yes, it is, yes, it is. two-sided sword mm -hmm. that goes juke the two-sided <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. um, yes, I think our youngsters are a little too impatient. Yeah. But they're impatient because they're opportunists. Yeah. Naturally, mm -hmm. by birth. And so what you find with an opportunist, and I'll put in a similar category, persons who are anti-pessimists, right? Because the same thing, opportunists, the same as anti-pessimists. Yes, I agree. Right? I agree. Mm -hmm. Optimists. Mm -hmm. The thing with optimists is that there is a natural gravitation towards entitlement. It's not that they feel entitled, but they are positive about the thought of their entitlement. So they don't feel that it's too good for them. They feel that, yeah, man, I can get that. Mm. So they go into a situation, they go into, whether it's sales, whether it's, it's a query, whether they go in with the thought of a positive outcome, mm. right? An opportunist now will sometimes, and the issue that I find with a lot of the youngsters and why some of them are getting hurt emotionally yeah. and mentally yeah. and yeah. stuff, yeah. more than maybe generations before, mm -hmm. is <clears> that <throat> the entitlement is a little too much the scale is not balanced mm. so when it something doesn't happen or doesn't come through or or doesn't go positive for them they are so damaged yeah, 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 yeah. by a little small no yeah you know or something because they feel so entitled mm. and so the is the one issue that i have i don't have an issue with the youngsters being opportunists i love mm. it and that's why i love um staying close to and you know mm. <coughs> keeping in and around young minds mm. but where it it, it kind of falters a little bit with the impatience is that softness in the the, the expectation mm. so what happens is that because you feel entitled yeah when you don't get it there's not a grind there's not a grit to, to get up and, go say, Let me go and, and, do it again. and yeah. push through mm. it and mm. figure it out and mm. you know it's kind of this whimpering away this spoiled um, mm. in some cases soft I mean, life Soft life kind of kind of expectation. That is my one little mm. little issue in terms of opportunity. You now from the country yeah. and from Jamaica and stuff. I'm sorry, Jamaica is just way 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 too backward. We've been at it, but it's just still the case. It's one. They, there's not a provocation of opportunity. There's mm. not a desire to to promote and provoke um, higher achievement from younger people. There is red tape and bureaucracy and the thought of wisdom and experience and years of service and all of these things still linger and plague our, our, our owning society mm. and our corporate <coughs> society. Right. right. So, 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 I mean, in, in that sphere as well, I think, you know, somebody has to be the change. Right. In that it's, dynamic. It's changing. Yeah. 
but it's slow. Yeah, it is. And it's changing because the young people, um, we are pushed. Right. And we are pushed the margins. And you push the margins, mm -hmm. something must, a domino must drop, drop somewhere. Right. You know, must reach the pack yet, mm -hmm. but domino start drop one one somewhere. You know what I mean? Because we're feeling the impact. Is we we are the ones who are going into jobs, getting impatient, job not working out. We leave in the job. Basa Koska, we, you, you look at a youngster who who is working for four years. Them have five or six or seven different jobs, and we quarrel and say them unstable and them this and them that. Them not unstable. Them just don't. They're 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 disloyal to foolishness. Yeah. You understand? Right. So, which is why I say it's a two-sided sword, mm -hmm. right? Because, yes, they are disloyal and is what I want and what's in it for me and, mm -hmm. and where is my win. But there's also the other side that where is their win? Yeah. Where is the opportunity of progression? Where is no youngster nowadays want, wants to hear, I am of a, a half generation above you and I don't mm -hmm. want to hear nothing about ceiling or nothing about I can't get it or nothing about mm -hmm. time frame yeah. or expectation of me. I don't want to see no grey hair before I'm successful. Yeah. You understand? That right. wasn't my intent to, to when I started working. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's what I heard about and the chain that I wanted to break. Right. You know? So, um, at Sajiko right now, mm -hmm. I think, I don't know if this is a part of your mission, but, um, Creating opportunity seems like something that you have naturally been gifted, um, I think. And as such, a lot of young people with that same entitlement um, mentality come and, you know, into your presence, actually seek your advice. Do you feel it necessary in that situation? You know, these are young, hungry salespeople, insurance agents. Do you feel it necessary to give them a dose of reality? Um, when they come into your, to your range, or do you let them experience it and then come Again, and consult you? We'll go back to a slightly different two-sided sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because mm. on one side, it is, yes, I need you to actually grind for this. I need you to yeah. work hard. One thing about my business mm. is that you do have to work. Your output has to be great to achieve great. Right. Right? Um, on the flip side, of the sword is that you don't have to be patient. You can want it now. I want you to want it now. And I think that is the beauty of it and why I've connected so well with young persons in the business because I push and drive and enhance that. And if you talk to my advisors or anybody that's on my team, you will hear them tell you that he talks to us about bigger cars and more money and owning property and yeah. owning investment property and, mm -hmm. and traveling and, and doing nice things for yourself and, and your family. And, and I consistently talk about doing it now, doing it early, doing right. it fast, doing it young. Right. You know what I mean? So I think that has connected me a little bit to the young persons where I've been able to kind of almost manipulate the system mm. a little bit. Yeah. Because the system wants us to serve long and get experience and whatever before graduating to successes. <clears throat> Whereas my business, if you have the right young fresh mind mm. but willing to put in a little grind yeah. then i can get you to override the whole time frame factor and i can get you earning good money real quick right you know what i mean mm. the right way yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 that is what are the no man, no, no, no 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 wanting it yeah man no right no yeah, man no 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 banging like yeah, this right yeah. you understand but yeah. um so. you know beyond but even the numbers though chris um Getting these young people to hit those numbers, achieve that, definitely it's, it's excellent and 
you know, only a few matriculate to. So what's up, guys? Yeah, we're sorry for cutting the episode, but we have a new sponsor. And they shared all their product with us, and I think it would be best and right for us to share it with you. So Magic Mind is the world's first productivity drink. So, of course, we take our coffee, we take our energy drinks, and sometimes we overconsume on those products. But I think Magic Mind is a more organic way to achieve the same result. So they said to us, hey guys, listen, it's just your audience. We guarantee that they're going to love this. So I said, all right, no problem. Let's do this. So my personal experience with Magic Mind, um, one ingredient in particular that I very fond of is the, is the Bacopa Moneri. I've, I've been having some short-term memory issues of late. And I think... After taking Magic Mind, it has extensively helped me to retain more in a shorter period of time. I know that you guys experience other things like stress, you know, high workload, sleep imbalance. I really think that Magic Mind can help you with that. So if you're willing to give it a try, we have a link in our description, right? That can give you 40% off your first subscription and 20% off your first one-time purchase. So... Check it out. If you have any questions, just ask us. All right, back to the episode. Higher position, like, to, you know, in the ranks. You know, there's a few positions and only a few get to matriculate into those positions, yeah. right? So, I mean, the numbers can be good for somebody, you know, selling very hard month over month. But um, their KPIs at live outside metrics, me- measured, measurable mm-hmm. metrics, mm-hmm. right? Um, that have to be considered. Mm-hmm. You understand? You, you, how do you measure interpersonal connections? How do you measure cohesiveness? You know how how you how. You know the weird thing, and it's funny. I just mm-hmm. had a conversation recently with an almost similar mm-hmm. question. Yeah. And the only way to gauge interpersonal is to get interpersonal. <laughs> That's the reality because as as we rightly say, you know, someone you hear that someone is a excellent piano player. Yeah. Right? We know that in piano in music there's theory and there is piano. Mm. I'm sorry, theory and practical. <laughs> um a theory master can test you and you know, you you read out all of the, the readings of the of the music and you can say, Yes, this person knows the music mm. that person still has to play the piano for you to gauge whether that person can play the music mm. or not mm-hmm. they know the notes of the music how much does it translate into them playing the music yeah similarly somebody can have all kind of degrees all kind of education all kind of experience all kind of whatever the interpersonal you're not going to know until mm-hmm. you speak to the person yeah. there are things that can point in a direction. There are things that, you know, if you're looking for, if the, the type of job is a job that is, does not hold much interaction and that kind of thing, then you're looking for someone who is not included or involved yeah, in right, anything. Right. If the opposite is true, like in my field, sales yeah. and whatever, mm. you're looking for things like captain mm. of football team and mm. whatever, netball, this and 
on president of that and vice president of mm. key club and da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. You understand? Yeah, yeah. So yes, you can start the the thought process, mm -hmm. but we can't know you unless we know you. We can't start yeah, know you unless we start know you. But in a sales game, is, wouldn't you say that it's it's more self selfish then? Definitely. Yeah, right. And bec and because of that, no, um, that interpersonal and that cohesion isn't as important probably to other managers, probably not you, other mm -hmm. managers in terms of reaching certain goals, certain KPIs, and because of that, we kind of yeah, neglect. But you see, again, you have to understand the animal that you're working with. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing with, with the, the, the younger folks. They, the loyalty is not to the work and the company and whatever. The loyalty is to the vibe. The loyalty is to like, yo, how I'm feeling in my workplace. Mm -hmm. Yo, what my boss I go on with? <coughs> like, yo, is this some dudes that I can talk to? Or is this like, do I feel out of place in my workplace? Like, yo, why don't woman every time I come in and share premium stuff? And I like that space here. <laughs> and because we have a disloyalty too. And I keep saying we because it started with, it starts. with my, with, it yeah. started from my, as I say, I'm not a full generation mm -hmm. above you, but it, I feel them feelings. They're like, you know, why am I not fit in that space? I don't want to be in the space if, yeah. I, don't, if I don't fit in the space. So that's what we're disloyal to. Mm -hmm. And then there is a misunderstanding with the older folks that it's a disloyalty to person or mm. disloyalty to or like yo you know have no respect yeah, yeah it's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. respecting mm. it's just that yo we, we we it's still somewhat boiled down to the entitlement yeah we still have for some time we have to build a little bit mm. you know and <laughs> all the while it's got so nice <laughs> yeah, 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 you know yeah, what i mean yeah. some of the time you just have to sit through a little that's easy so that again mm. is some of the things that the older society will kind of say oh yeah man them stay so mm. them stay so mm. them stay so mm -hmm. so it's just a bridge in communication or whatever the reality is that our older folks never had the kind of opportunity never had computers and work realize that even commerce commerce has changed dramatically and multifold that you could not dig up your your great great granny out of the grave and she believe you what commerce would be today today right yeah. she would not she genuinely would not believe you mm -hmm. You understand? Because it would be something that makes absolutely no sense. You're telling me mm -hmm. that someone who is not in your earshot, you're speaking to them, that makes absolutely no sense. How would them go hear you? Yeah. Because all they know and understand is how far a voice can carry. Right. You understand? Much less you're gone in a bar, all they know is barter. Mm -hmm. All they know is you know one piece. They know about Amazon. You got exactly. <laughs> you know, you you can buy all kind of things to, and you can reach my foot. Yeah, 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 yeah. That no mean no sense to. Yeah. <laughs> you, and, you understand? And 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 I think that's world. that it, it's that same linear. I'm gonna say linear, yeah, for sake of no better word I can think of right now. Mm -hmm. Leadership styles, especially um, at the institutional level, that kind of restrict the type of growth that probably Jamaica wants to see, right? right? You have dynamic leaders like yourself um, in positions providing opportunities for young people. Um, I must commend you for that, first of all. Um, you. And, you know, it's a quality that many want to have, right? But sadly, everybody won't be able to match up to the standards mm. of an effective leader, right? So. You know, and most times being an effective leader, it kind of requires a heightened sense of self, you know, a heightened sense of accountability mm -hmm. to remain humble, yet still be approachable 
right? Yeah. To have, you know, the youngsters come to you and say, Chris, you know, I'm not necessarily having the best day. You know, how, how, how do you think I can fix this? You know, a lot of the um, bureaucrats, I would say, you can't approach them, you have to set an appointment to get to you. Mm-hmm. You understand? And, and that layer of, um, they call it exclusivity, mm-hmm. but I think it's um, neglect, um, creates the disloyalty. That's mm-hmm. what I think, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, along that path now, you know, Sajikor and by extension, the Spartans have given you um, that responsibility to lead, you know, above and beyond the characteristics, you know, of humility and, you know, um, accountability and sense of self. What do you think um, encompasses uh, an effective leader, dynamic leader? Hmm. That one... Tough? That one. It's tough just on the basis that... You covered everything? You know, a lot of times these questions are asked and we wish there was a magic one yeah. with the answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the answer can be so... <clears throat> I mean, the answer can be tailored to situation. The answer Context, can be yeah. multi-layered. Yeah. Can be, you know what I mean? But the reality is that a good leader if we're, if we're going to be very general, a good leader, one needs to be a good follower, right? Because you would have had to have something take you there, right? But also a good leader needs to have a good direction because outside of that, where you lead will go. Mm, <laughs> yeah, where you follow. Mm, yeah, you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, because I am taking the holistic value of good, mm. not just a performing leader, not just someone who is getting a lot of people to follow. Follow him, yeah, right, or her. Good in its holistic mm. sense. Right. A generally speaking good person a person who means well, a person who is doing things generally good about and in life. And mm. you know what I mean? <coughs> so I remember you, know, you have some good leader where lock up church and kill her for much thousand people. Yep. And that's a good, idea. It's good a good leader, leader because right, you get right. too much thousand people for lock right. up in our one church. Right, right. 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 We, we look at we say I saw eat at them, but <laughs> we don't know what kind of what kind of medicine we in there feed the people them and what kind of hypnosis and what kind of you understand? Yeah, people yeah, are yeah. humans and you treat the same kind of thing you treat. You don't talk to a picnic from him born or him learn to talk. Yeah. So depending on what you are saying and how long you are saying it and how well you are articulating it, even mm. an adult you change him channel or her channel from now till forever mm. and and see if it's going to be the same person that you that you met previous to that point right you understand mm-hmm. so effective leadership is not necessarily good leadership yeah you know but direction just in the sense that again the holistic value of direction you mm-hmm. know someone who knows the job well someone who knows a little more than average the, the leader is not necessarily the best person at the yeah. job either yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, you understand, mm-hmm. but it's someone who would take even football or you know, don't know if you're a sports player. Cricket, yeah. Um, cricket, you mm-hmm. know, the captain of the team is not necessarily the best player, mm-hmm. or even the, even their position. They're not necessarily even the best player the of vital, their position right, either. Right. You understand, mm-hmm. but they have a value that is intrinsic, that has 
added value to the team as a collective that is mm. something that is needed yeah. in that context yes and so that makes them a good leader because they're in leaderships they're in leadership there are different areas yeah. that you have to be good at or that you have to be balanced at. yeah you know and so 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 and you spoke about direction before um you have two young boys yes mm -hmm. right um direction in 2022 is absolutely vital, especially to the young mind, younger minds than, than mm -hmm. us, you know, extremely impressionable, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes, even though they have parents, society grows the boys or the females or whoever mm -hmm. for the parents mm -hmm. and not necessarily the parents mm -hmm. themselves. No, it's very hard to actually compete with society because you have to at some point throw them out in the world and say go and live, go and survive. But I still think there's some basis, some fundamental, some direction that you can give them at their base, at their core, that mm -hmm. even though they're making certain decisions or they're hearing certain things in society, they can say, okay, dad's taught me this, right? Mm -hmm. How important, especially to your boys right now and, and you know, to you as a father, how important is it um, to have a job, to give direction, to guide. Mm -hmm. How important do you think that is today? Mm -hmm. And secondly, when you guide, how do you know to take your hand off the wheel? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, well, <coughs> firstly, in terms of them waiting till they go out there in the world mm. there's no worry waiting for that anymore the world <laughs> yeah. is climbing in through the windows the doors it's mm. seeping in through mm. the cracks the yeah, holes true everything mm. via the television the youtube the, the all kind of different platforms <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right yeah. um and that's all li life has it you can't keep track of it yeah right? it's just generational difference age without you cannot keep track of it yeah right mm. what has not changed is society and parenting it has always been said it take a village to raise a child right it's just now the village has gotten a little invasive <laughs> the village has gotten a little you know um within the village you still mm. have a yard yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know I mean, I yard, no. in context now the village are in coming a yard. In a yard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and so it just means that mm it's that much more parenting it's yeah. that much more trying to be involved without being too enough and being too um you know but you know you say let go to let go the steering wheel at, mm. at some point you have to let go mm. and and the letting go to me starts with still you know, sometimes you eat your sandwich, you let go the wheel with your hand, but you're still a balance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You foot the bar yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, you're still somewhat in mm. control mm. in the sense that, or, you know, using that little joke um, as an example to express more like when you start telling the child about things yeah. before they experience it, right? That's something I had the benefit of and enjoyed um, as a child growing up and some a tactic that I've used in my parenting as well because a lot of knowledge is curiosity 
And so if you already have the knowledge or pieces of it, the way you approach what you might still be curious about is different because you already have knowledge of it. Right? So, and that's, that's down to basic, basic things. If you're told how you feel about things that, um, and it's explained to you, it might change how you feel about trying it yeah. or the need <clears throat> to try it or right. the urge to, to try it. You know what I mean? So mm. it, it's tricky though. Parenting mm. will always be a, there, there's no, I mean, there's no book, but there's a million books. Well, honestly, you know? <laughs> honestly, Chris, um, you know, while our conversation before I saw um, micro, like micro movements from you that kind of told me that, you know, Maybe I need to take a few pages out of your book when I eventually become a father. You know, mm -hmm. like for instance, uh, you know, one of the boys, one of the one of the boys were walking, and you know, the chair was like probably four inches to the right, and he was walking past, and they kind of moved about two millimeter, same foot, no hiccup on it. You understand? Mm -hmm. And even though it was a micro movement, and this was while you were having a conversation with with me, mm. so it was just like, so it was like. <laughs> You understand? Uh -huh. So I was just like, yo, that's, that, that's a natural instinct to kind of protect, to right. kind of, you know, ensure that, you know, your boys are safe, right? right? So, you know, going back to what we were saying before, you know, having to guide them and such, uh, you know, some, at some point, your boys are going to choose a, a path, right? It's either... I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know. But, but to, to preempt where you're going mm, and you mm. can bring it back on track. Yeah, man. If I'm, no, man. If go I'm ahead. Go ahead. Off. Go but ahead. You see, the thing with parenting, and again, this is why there's no book, but there's a million books, mm. right? Um, and there's a million books because everybody wants to tell you how to do it. Yeah. And you have to figure it out and do it your way. But mm. the reality is that there is good, bad, and in between. Yeah. There is generally good, generally bad, and generally in, in between. You mm. do have bad parents. Yeah generally speaking and you do have good peers there's just a margin of things that i'm sorry that's just some bad shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. you just don't do that to children or yeah. you don't speak to children that like way that. right you know you know what i mean mm. but in terms of the general parenting and good parenting and upbringing and protection mm. it it some amount of it should be a natural instinct some amount of it you have to train within yourself but again it's an intrinsic value that i mean I was about to say we choose to be parents, but unfortunately, that's actually not, not the true. case yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. But the bigger issue and what should override that mm. is that they didn't choose to be here. Right. right. They did not choose to be here. Mm -hmm. And so, growing up and grooming your child and the direction they want to go in, mm. how much you hold that steering wheel, you have to understand that the driver is changing. It's not your life. You guide, you guide, and you hope for the best. But at some point, and that point better be early enough before your picnic start hate you. At some point, you have to let go and let them choose their life decisions, even if it is to be a musician. And I want to say that that that's just a general taboo. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know, I want to be artist. Plenty Jamaican parents yeah, suffer. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. 
I suppose in Brazil it's probably baller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you see, again, the issue is: is it a just dashless school for the laziness yeah. and for the easy excuse, or is it that I genuinely feel like I have a talent and I just want to put my yeah. energy? Right. So that is again why the conversation is always catched on this on this double-sided sword mm. because. Again, you're, you're going back to his people, his emotion, his yeah. humans, mm -hmm. and a lot of the time, there's opposing values and opposing desires, and they're fleeting you know? as well, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. speaking speaking of emotions and you know, on on that topic, um, mental health, um, that isn't a topic addressed by many men, especially in Jamaica, mm -hmm. right? It's a taboo that, or enough, or enough. Somehow, there's a taboo that, um, you know, if you address it, you know, you're vulnerable. Um, it expresses frailty, dependence, mm -hmm. right? Um, and especially within the pandemic, mm -hmm. um, there is a lot of conversation around it with especially some of my bridging, my, my friends, saying that, you know, bro, you know, say, so I go through this right now and, you know, it's kind of rough, right? But I don't know who to go to. I don't know who to speak to. Um, and, you know, worse with the home and the workplace being the same place. Mm. It, you know, and if, you're, if the workplace is a war zone <laughs> and home is toxic, where exactly is your escape? You understand? So for, for that to be the case now, I mean, even for you, in your opinion, you know, how, how do I proactively actually escape that environment do i leave my home or do i go and seek advice because your mind follows you everywhere you go mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right so regardless of whether you move to another place you can't get away from it, you can't get away from it. yeah so maybe yeah. you know therapy might be something for you to access you know and removing that stigma seems to be a challenge right all right <laughs>